Welcome to the teaching ministry of pastors Carl and Cheryl Thomas. Our favorite verse is Habakkuk 2.14, for the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Consumed by that revelation, we are committed to recognizing, resourcing, and releasing high-impact ministries resulting in global glory, transforming lives to impact their world. We have a teaching that will impact you today. Now, let's get right into that word. And it's me. Woo, those lights are bright. Holy Mackinac. <laughs> well, I love this scripture in Ephesians. says um, that uh, there's one body, one spirit, just as you're all called to one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all, who is over all, through all, and in all. I'm reading a, a book by Leonard Sweet called From Tablet to Table, and he makes the suggestion that it's not just about the emblems that we celebrate at the table, but it's about being around a table that's important for us to remember. And I love the whole illustration of one loaf, because when you think about a loaf of bread, there's many different uh, ingredients that go into making a loaf of bread. Eggs, yeast, sugar, flour, oil, or butter, water, whatever. And you know what? When it comes out, it doesn't. you can't see the distinctive uh, ingredients. You just see the one loaf. And that's what I love about the table. That's what I love about the body of Christ is when God looks at us, it's one loaf, one body. Amen? So I just want to thank our Impact World for their continued generosity and support of the ministry here. And I just want to let you know that your receipts will be mailed out this week. And so God bless you all. And really, uh, from the bottom of my heart, just got to thank you for your, for your spirit of faith that you operated in this year. It's true. So Father, we just thank you that um, you have made us like our Heavenly Father. And just as our Heavenly Father is giving, so are we. Yes. So Father, we just thank you for every giver. And thank you um, for blessing our Impact Church family, for blessing the Impact Church. And we just pray your continued blessing in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. 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 Wow. Hey, that was smooth, Pastor Carl. Was that smooth? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, I just, I love our community and I, uh, I, I do love uh, just the, the fact that we've tracked with people for all our ministry life. For their whole life. Their, their whole life yeah. and our whole ministry life as uh, we've tracked with people. It's so beautiful to have uh, the McClearys as a part of our world. And, you know, I got I got all three McCleary kids helping us today pull off this service, know. you know. So I really, have, as I've always said, I think it's their church and they yes. let me pastor it. So, but <laughs> I, I love that family so much. And uh, I'm so grateful that we've always had a very diverse community. And I think mm. that's the body of Christ. It and, is. And I'm just very, very grateful for that. So, you know, uh, Nelson Mandela, he said, no one is born hating another person because of the color of his skin or his background or his religion. People must learn to hate. And if they can learn to hate, they can be taught to love. Amen. For love comes more naturally to the human heart than its awesome? opposite. It really is. Yeah, love comes more naturally comes more to natural. the human heart. Yeah. You know, uh, Caroline Leaf, we've done several of her books. And in her books, she talks about the fact that you have a natural bent towards love. You're naturally bent that way. Like fear is a learned behavior. Yeah. You see, you've not been given a spirit, spirit of, fear, of fear, but you've been given a spirit of love and power and a sound mind. Yeah. And she talks about how that's been proven. It's been proven when they, they do, you know, what they do with the, the brain and Neurology neuroplasticity and, brain and all of those things. That, you know, love is your natural bent. And, and to not be loving and to not be manifesting love literally is not normal. You're, you're, just not, you're not being yourself if you're not manifesting. 
everlasting love. love. I love you too, honey. I really do. It's amazing how you can grow and increase in love. It's so yeah. good. We got some really exciting stuff to talk about today. So yes. I hope you're ready to, to run with us. But a PowerPoint slide today, like a picture slide? I got a I got slide right behind me. I might be a bit close to it, but hopefully you can see everything. All right. So you can see. All right. Well, bless God. Here we go. So we're going to go to, it's Pivot. We're in a series Pivot. This is our last sermon in our Pivot series. Next week, we're starting a new series on relationships because next week is a big weekend. It's Valentine's. Valentine's, Family Day, all those things coming up. So we're going to talk about relationships next week. So you're going to love it. It's going to be something good, I'm telling you. We're working on it all already, and I'm really excited about it. But pivot, it's a fixed point, supporting something which turns or balances. It's the unchangeable in relationship to the changeable. So we are moving. We are moving. We are pivoting. We are pivoting. And we've been constantly pivoting. We've been we've taken over a church in Nova Scotia. We got Impact Toronto. We want to see impact more and more and more and broader. It's always been our vision to see th southwestern Ontario, Ontario flooded yeah. and saturated and filled with impact communities. So, uh, you know, I sometimes have said I'm in the 30th year of my five-year plan, you know, but, I, but you know, it's taking, taking okay. a while, but you know what, I'm ready. It's a thousand years and a thousand years is a day with That's the Lord. That's right. Well, Amen. Yeah. Well, and in, Je in Jeremiah or Isaiah or something like that, somewhere in the scripture. Somewhere in the Bible. <laughs> it says, you know, can a woman come to birth in a day, but a nation can be born in, in a day. In a day. Yeah, God so. can do things really, really fast when he flips the switch. So we're going to look at this passage in Mark chapter 6. So if you got your Bibles, open it up. I'm going to read it from the message uh, paraphrase, and I'm, I want you to travel with me and track with me. So get your Bible out. We'll have it up on the screen. You ready? Here we go. Verse 45. As soon as the meal was finished, now this was the feeding of the 5,000. Now as soon as the meal was finished, Jesus insisted. He insisted. Like he forcefully said, get in the boat, and I want you to cross over. He insisted that his disciples get into the boat and go ahead ahead and go across. Say, go across. Go across. Say, cross over. Cross over. It's time to move. It's time to step into something fresh and something new. Yes, it is. I'm telling you. So go to Bethsaida, and he dismissed the congregation, and after sending him off, he climbed a mountain to pray. Late at night, the boat Late was far at night. out. Late at night. Yeah. The boat was far out into the sea, and Jesus was still by himself on the land. He could see. He could see. He can see. He can see you right now, right yeah. where you are. You're sitting there on your couch in your living room, or you're still in bed with your iPad propped up. He can see you. He can see you. Which and I find an interesting thing. Yeah, because the Sea of Galilee is like 21 kilometers and he's long, up on a mountain. 13 kilometers yeah. wide. It's the middle, in the late middle in the, of the night, lake. and he can see them. He so had can he some see them crazy with his eyes. eyeballs, or can he? See can he them see them in the spirit? spirit? I don't know, but it says he can see them. So you know what? He can see you. There's no distance in his ability to connect with you and to see you. He could see them. He could see his men were struggling with the oars, the wind having come up against them, and it was about four o'clock in the morning. Like, did Jesus ever sleep? Like yeah. Four o'clock in the morning, well, he's taking a trip on the water. In another parallel passage, he was in the boat sleeping in a storm. Yeah, so, true. you know, there's a storm. They think they're going to die, and Jesus is like, <laughs> you know. They woke him up and said, don't you care if we die? He said, where's your faith? Yeah. Where's your faith? Jesus you came about to it. They had to have been oaring or plowing or like rowing for and a while because it was insisted. after the evening yeah. meal and now it's four o'clock in the morning. These guys had to have been exhausted. Yeah. And now they're pulling in the middle of the night. And Jesus insisted we take this evening crossing. Yeah. You know, what's the deal with him? You know, Jesus came towards them walking on the sea. He came towards them walking on the sea. He intended to go right by them. But when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost. And they went, ah! 
because they were fishermen, a lot of them, and they understood their fables and stories where if you see a ghost, it means that you're done. It means that you're seeing the eternal realm and you're about to go see your former deceased loved one's daddy who used to fish on the sea. So they were thinking, oh no, we're goners, we're goners. So Jesus intended to go right by. He was walking on the sea. Interesting the way that's translated. He intended to go right by them. He intended, but when he saw, they saw him on the sea, they went, ah, they were scared to death. Jesus was quick to comfort them. Isn't that good? I mean, you're in the middle of a storm. It's a nasty situation. Jesus was quick to comfort them. With, and a, he said, courage, it's me. I, I love the Amplified Bible says, take courage, cheer up. I am, I am, I am, I am. Can you take care of the storm? Are you the one who can do that? I am. I mean, he's yeah. the I am in any situation. He's, there's nothing too hard for him. Don't be afraid. As soon as he climbed in the boat, the wind died down. They were stunned, shaking their heads, wondering what was going on. They didn't understand what he had done at the supper. They didn't understand what he had done at the supper. So they didn't get a revelation of what happened with the loaves and fishes. That was when he fed a whole bunch of people, right? A whole bunch of, and they yeah. did. Actually, yeah. he, they, he multiplied the loaves and fishes, but then it multiplied in their hands because he gave them the basket said go feed them so they had to they had to have a miracle that was taking place at their hands it's a supernatural supernatural yeah, out of this world kind so of there's miracle. a lesson in that right yeah. that you know what you have authority over creation you have authority yeah. over the affairs over of earth yes and so they didn't understand they didn't understand that it wasn't just a, a really cool show to feed all these people it was also a lesson to be learned and understood and that's what Jesus said cross over now I want you to go to the other side because now that was class now we're going to have a lab, and I'm going to send you out to see if you understood the lesson. So that was the lesson. Now we're going to send you into your own natural experience where are you going to understand what you just participated? Are you going to understand why you participated in that miracle? So they didn't know. They didn't understand what he had done with the supper. None of this had yet per penetrated their hearts. None of this had yet penetrated their hearts. Another passion says, because their hearts were hard. Sadly, they were sometimes. stupid. Well, they don't get, didn't understand revelation. Yeah. That's what a lot of people are lacking. You're not lacking the power of God today. You're not lacking his will to be done in your life. Often, we've just got a hard heart. We, we don't understand. We don't have revelation. Yeah. That's why Paul prayed in Ephesians, I pray that you might get a revelation of how incredible his love is for you. I pray that you might get a revelation of the power, not that you can get, but the power that you have. You now have this power, the same power that raised Christ from the dead. So he said, ask anything They're now. They're so indoctrinated with a one-person kind of iconic person doing all this stuff. They ne never really got it into their hearts that they were going to be participants True. in the whole thing. Well, that's one of the problems preaching from the Gospels is we, we see Jesus as this isolated person away from us. Mm -hmm. So when you're preaching from the Gospels, it's like physical Jesus is outside of me, yeah. and Jesus is doing things outside of me. He has to come to me. He has to come to my boat. He has to come to my world. And it's a problem because what we do is we set up a mindset uh, of a, uh, that we're not in union with Christ. Yeah. See, God's not anywhere. He's here. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have to come and go. I don't have to say, Jesus, please come and help me. He's already here to help you. Yeah. He is present to help you. So they didn't understand. Their hearts were hard. They beached the boat. Boom, they got there beached the boat. They beached the boat at Gennesaret and they tied it up on the landing. And as soon as they got out of the boat, word got around fast. Immediately when they got out of the boat, boom, everybody heard, Jesus is here. And it says the people ran this way and that, bringing their sick on stretchers to 
where they had heard he was. Wherever he went, village or town or country, village or town or country, village or town or country, village, wherever he went, village or town or country, or crossroads, they brought their sick to the marketplace and begged them to let him, just let me touch the head, hedge of your garment. That's all. And whoever touched him became absolutely well. Isn't that great? Whoever touched him became absolutely well. Towns, villages, country. Towns, villages, country. Towns, People villages, country. ran this way and country. that way. They ran this way and that. Yeah. Now, this is a picture of a building. It's a 1200 Commissioner Road. It used to be the old Zellers building right there. And so that's a picture of it the other day in a snowstorm. I went over there and took some pictures. So that's the building there from the road. Boom. Yeah. That's right there. That's the building with our sign We're going to put a great big sign up there, and we're going to relocate to that space, and we're looking tomorrow to establish and finalize the lease that we've been working on, and so it's that space right there. There's another picture of it, massive parking, all kinds of room, all kinds of stuff. I want to show you something else. That was us. We looked at this almost two, two years, years ago. ago. Almost two years ago, we looked at yeah. this space and thought this would be a great a place to do a church, but in the meantime, we've been working with some uh, purchase property purchase design build engineers and our architects and contractors, and we've been trying to find a piece of property because we wanted to do a design build. But you know what? There, there hasn't been a piece of property open up that's suitable to do what we want to do. So I believe it will. So we're still going to buy property and we're still looking for property, but we're going to transition. We're going to cross over. And you know, the more we thought about this, the stronger and stronger the impression came to all of our leadership team, everybody. I had a meeting with our national team, people from all over, from Montreal, Toronto, all over the place. They're part of our national leadership team few people from our church had a meeting last week. I shared the whole vision with them. By the end of the conversation, they were prophesying over us, you've got to do this. And everybody was in agreement, it's time to cross over. And we just feel like Jesus is insisting right now that it's time for us to cross over into this fresh new step. So I don't know if you can see that, but that's where it is. There's a little arrow, it's right there. But what I thought with that satellite view, what's incredible about that is look at the community there. Look at all the homes. And then right here, you got the hybrid extension that pops right to the 401. It's so quick. We got people who come from out of town. Bing, bang. You just knocked 15, bing, 20 minutes off your journey. Now, for some folks in town, we just added 15 minutes <laughs> to your journey. But, you know, we're going to see this thing explode. Amen. We're going to see this it's thing blow up. Because when you arrive, you know what's going to happen? When you arrive, it's going to be noise abroad, abroad that Jesus is in the house. Mm -hmm. It's going to be noise. It's going to be celebration. They ran from this shouting. way into that this way. way and that. They're going to come from this way and that because mm -hmm. they're going to know Jesus is in the house. And everybody who comes, we're going to see a ridiculous expression of the hand of God, the power of God, the grace of God. We're going to see an explosion. And that's this is time go. to do something. You know, we were in our staff meeting. Pastor Carl had an article uh, done by some researchers in Australia, and the numbers of people who are, you know, revisiting their spirituality, right now, right revisiting now. prayer, and things like that. Yeah, top it's, five search on Google last year how was how pray. do I pray? Yeah, how do I pray? People are saying there's got to be something beyond me, and this whole thing that we've been in, it is is drawing people. It's like caused a vacuum in the spiritual realm when people are saying what is real and what is reality. Yeah. And we are ready to explode. We are ready for harvest like we've never seen before. It, and, and so get ready. Get ready. Jesus is coming to the hood. He is. He's here. He's here. We're, and he's asked us to cross over. He's asked us with the revelation of the participation of Christ, with the revelation of the miracle working anointing that he's given us. He said it's time to cross over into more space. 
place. Mm -hmm. In our last meeting, I talked to you last week that Evan, one of the guys on the board, he said, I get it. You guys are making a capital investment so you can get a bigger market share. I said, that's it. We that's are. It. We're going to make a capital investment so we can get a bigger market share. So get but, ready to put your oars in the water. Yeah. Amen. You had a year and a half off of serving. It's, yeah, it's we're time gonna to cross get over. And we, we'll need you. We declare COVID is over. It's time yeah. to cross over. Yeah. We declare that right now. And we're going to get busy. We're going to get to work. Yeah. It's going to be some good, I tell you. But this whole area is going to get touched. And, and the, the thing that really struck me in the past as I read was villages, towns, and country. Villages, towns, and country. So there's southwestern Ontario right there. And you know, when I first got here, I had a vision of southwestern Ontario. And I had a vision to, to start a, a hub, an apostolic hub, that where we would begin to just thrust out all over southwestern Ontario apostolic churches, powerful churches, a network of churches that were going to manifest the goodness of God and just be authentic, real, Watch just this. manifestation of God. So boom, that's us. And so we're moving. We're heading to a new location. And you know what? At the same time, oh, I, I, miss, I messed them up but uh, at the same time Elmer down there we're, we're working on that right now I mean the COVID came has messed up our plan but we're working on that we got people come all the way Chatham down here from Rodney Chatham area. and Rodney and all those areas we got folks in Windsor we got people there that are joining in our small groups right now online and they're saying when are you going to put a church out here it's time to do that it's time like you look at uh Kitchener, Waterloo. I mean, it's time. You look at uh, Toronto. I mean, we got a church in Toronto right now, and we need more. We need more than one church in Toronto, so we're going to expand. We got we got all the way up here. We used to have a church in Palmerston, and, and you know they closed it. it. It was just went sideways. But you know that area, there's still people up there. I hear a cry from people that we got to come. So boom. I mean, even St. Catherine's down there, we got to do stuff, right? Right. So, you know, the devil sends winds of adversity. He tries to take our focus off of God and take our focus off of his word. Winds cause total exhaustion and a lack of focus. You know, on airplanes, they say, try to get your seats ahead of the engines because if you're behind the engines, there's way much more noise on the plane. And they say the noise on the plane, that's why people are all sleeping on the planes because the noise exhausts you. It just exhausts you. So winds can cause exhaustion and a lack of focus. So here's these poor guys. They're straining at the oars. You know what? There are winds of adversity today. There's winds coming in every in every single aspect of our culture. Uh, I mean, it's just, there are winds every which way. And people are exhausted. It's loud. It it's is loud. loud. You know, it's you noisy. Think you're out on the water and it's windy. It's yeah. loud. It's loud in your ears. Loud. You can feel it in your whole body. Yeah. And you know, people are feeling like that today. I, I, I talk to people all the time. I get messages all the time from people. How you doing? They go, I've just had enough, Pastor. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just need this to end. I mean, and I'm just hearing over and over again as we're staying connected with people. It's like we've had enough. And you know what? It is enough. It's done. Yeah. And you know, we've got authority to speak to this wind, to speak to these waves. And you know, because of that, people tend to overcompensate this way and that way. You know, we're not going to do it. So your mind processes 100 million bits of information a second, another 100 million bits, another 100 million bits, another 100 million bits. Uh, another crazy. hundred million bits. Just boom, boom, I can't boom. I can get my head around that. I can't What's either. It doing? Like, like there's people trying to listen. There's people knowing. watching on Zoom and they've they've zoomed out because their their mind's been bombarded with so much stuff. But but a million bits of information. But it, this is good news. You ready? It filters out about ninety eight percent. How does it even do that? It, it does it. Aren't you glad? Your brain is a, an amazing mechanism. Aren't you glad that it does it like automatically? Oh, it would be Could like you imagine having overload. to actually manually filter everything every day? I mean, that would be wild. But your your brain literally naturally filters out 98%. The remaining 2% is analyzed, and your consciousness is presented with an average of only 7 bits per second. <laughs> <Big> <laughs> 
<laughs> so sad. I mean, you're exposed to your body speaking to you, your environment speaking to you. You might feel your cold past, or hot. Your brain. There's noise outside. There's your past. There's your future. There's your, there's all this information is constantly coming at you. But thank God it gets filtered out, right? And about seven bits per second. About seven bits per second. So amazing. That's why it says gird up the loins of your mind because your mind it's 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 something that you got to really pay attention, you know. And so it's important. I don't know so, if you're functioning at 98 percent filtering out. Sometimes you say things that you know didn't go through the filter. <laughs> That's why we're going to talk next week about relationships. That's why we're going to do that. All right. Hey, I want to give you some observations from this text. Are you ready? Track with me. First thing I want you to see is Jesus made them go. It was his, his plan. He made his them idea. go. He made them. It's the word anagadzo is where you actually, anagadzo. it's the root of agonize you know and i mean he, he put them in a situation he drove them he compelled them he constrained them by force or threats that's that what that greek word is he's like cross over get in the boat kick but jesus it's it's getting dark i mean we just worked all day feeding all those people but jesus get in there it's time to cross over but pastor it's uh, covid but pastor i mean yeah. why do we want to do that right now but pastor i mean the spiritual climate but pastor there's all kinds of reasons why we shouldn't do this get in in the, the boat. boat it's time to cross over tell that to your neighbor right now just shout get in the, the boat get in the boat it's time, time to cross over come on i gave you permission come on go ahead you people on zoom shout at each other point come your on, finger shout. right in their face say, come on you i'm talking to you over there yeah all right good good all right, yeah, that's preach right it, there. Pastor. Preach. Oh wow, look at that. we got a big that's sign a there. Sign, oh, Terry. Terry, that's good. That's probably a prize winner right there. Good stuff. <laughs> made them go. He made them go. So it's time now. Number two, the devil will oppose you. Surprise. And it was the devil, because when Jesus jumps in the boat and he rebukes the storm, he's not rebuking his father, yeah. and he's not rebuking his own will, but there's storms, there's difficulties, there's trust. You know what it's, Paul said, a great door of opportunity is open to me, and there are many adversaries. Yeah. So, you know, I've never had an open door that didn't have the big sign on the front said, push. Yeah. And you know what? Boom. Often when God says cross over, you go, well, this can't be God. There's a I storm. I remember early in my Christian walk, I thought everything was going to be a bowl of cherries after I got saved. I love cherries. And then, I love cherries too. And then I was reminded of, I don't know, you know that song? I never promised you a rose. I beg your pardon. I never promised you a rose garden along with the sunshine. There's got to be a little rain sometime. So every time I think about that and think about adversity coming, I think about I was going to the next verse. Oh, go ahead, great. go ahead. No, it's good. Yeah. But you know, um, Greg Boyd says it best. He says we live in a war-torn creation. We, do. we live in a war zone. It's broken. And so there are enemies. There's yeah. the devil, there's yeah. people's wills, people's yeah. decisions. Things happen. There's the wind, the waves, the natural things that happen. And so, you know, we could go out on a, a command of God, but it doesn't mean it's gonna be easy all the time. Sometimes no. it's easy, Sometimes. but a lot of times there's adversity. There is. I don't know, but we've Every time we've just that's why that's why we're called adversity. to be we're overcomers. Amen. That's because you got to overcome stuff. We're more than conquerors because we're, we're constantly we're constantly insisting in every situation. But here's the thing about the trials. Here's the thing about the devil. You just got to announce to him you're done. Yeah. Be still. Stop it. Peace. Yeah. And here's the thing is I'm not trying to get victory over the devil. I am assigning on him the victory already won. Yeah. I am announcing to him you've got no place here. True. Back off. I have come to loose the kingdom of God. Amen. And that's what's 
important, but he's going to come. He's going to come every, every single way he's going to come. But you know what? He might come to you one way, but he will flee from you in seven. As soon as you announce that I am a child of God and you got nothing in me, boom. I tell you. So we're, we're taking he's territory. We're going big. That, that's his name. He, he's adversary, an adversary. He's a liar. He's an accuser. Adversarial. That's all he does. It says he accuses us day and night. Dirty dog, you know? But you, know, you can't accuse me because I'm loved by God. I know who I, I am. I hear the accuser roar. The, the ills that, that I have done. I know, I know them well and a thousand more, but Jehovah findeth none. He findeth none. He findeth none. I am washed in the blood of his son. Okay. I don't know what's you there. You had like a little uh, song list going. <laughs> I didn't know there was, a, what do you call that? A, 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 a Spotify playlist for the sermon. <laughs> it's in my brain. It's in your brain. The okay. So the battle today. is never for your present. It's never for right now. The battle is always for your future. There was a Amen. future. They were crossing over there was into a great revelation. There's something to be done. A great revelation ready to take place. Isn't that when they uh, cast the devil out of the guy who had like... Well, that did happen in, in Gennesaret, but it Gatherings? wasn't this time. Oh, okay. I sent you the text ahead of time. You're supposed to read it. So, all right. So the battle's never for your present. I did. I have future. notes on All your right. Pastor Thank Carl. you very much. Uh, number three. Number three, as we said earlier, you're never out of sight. You're never Amen. out of sight. He saw them. Even in your worst situation, God sees you. Know, He's there. That. You're never out of sight. I love that. His eye is on the sparrow. Don't say <laughs> his eyes. And stop the it. sparrow. And he watches Cheryl, stop. over okay. me. All right. <laughs> Sermon karaoke, oh Lord. <laughs> Nothing can separate you from his love. And that's true. Nothing. You go go ahead and read yeah. Romans 8 at the end. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. There is nothing. Not even you can separate from the love. It says if you stop being faithful, he's he still, still faithful. faithful. And there's nothing can separate you from the love of God. He loved he loved you before you even knew he loved you. Yeah. You've never lived an unloved moment. God's eye has been. And you know, on you. you might think you're in the darkest place of your life, but Jesus sees you. He sees you. You know, when we yeah. think about that, it's the middle of the night it's it's dark it's been, stormy there's waves and he's you're like done. 13 maybe eight kilometers away from yeah. them and he saw them and so no matter what hole you feel you've been in or what darkness you feel you've been in jesus always sees you he penetrates the darkness every situation he has his eye on you and he sees you come on pastor come on cheryl, come on Thanks, come on pastor cheryl he comes unexpectedly. I mean, he all, and you know, what's amazing is sometimes you'll come and sometimes the way he demonstrates himself or wants to speak to you, it can be outside the boat. Yes. It can be outside the box. I mean, often he comes in ways where they thought, gee, if you see this, surely we're going to die. But it wasn't. It was a manifestation of hope. It yeah. was a manifestation of life. But it came to them in a strange way. Sometimes, you know, God comes to us in ways that we didn't quite expect, but he came to them unexpected, walking on the sea. Parallel gospel talks about Peter saying, man, if that's you, I want to walk out with you. And Peter walked on the water and then when he doubted, Jesus let him drown and he just went down forever. Yeah. No, Jesus grabbed him, picked him up and said, come on, bud, let's yeah. go back back to the boat yeah. together. Isn't that great? Even when you lose your faith and you lose your way, Jesus picks you up and says, come on, without let me... Without condemnation. Yeah. He doesn't say, let me drag you through the water and get you back <laughs> to the boat. He picks you up. You're walking back on the water again. He's, he's a good, good God. Amen? Amen? Not what you expected. Not how, not when. He always engages you. He always engages that. you. You know, and he would have passed them by. Now, I've preached this sermon. I've heard all kinds of people preach this sermon. That, you know what? In your situation, God is going to pass you by. He's just about to... He's just, or, Don't miss you know, him. He went over the bypass. You know, you're in a miserable situation, and Jesus was... Just, and I'm looking at all these different places, and, and he 
was about to pass them by. But listen to this. If I said to you, hey, I'm coming near your place tomorrow. I'm about to pass by. I would expect you to drop in. You'd expect me to drop in. I would would assume that that's what you meant. You're coming to my house. I'm passing by. Yeah. Hey, I'm passing by. Yeah. Can I? And, and, you know, I I think that's the way it was really meant. I'm saddened by so many translations that they they choose to go the wrong way. The word is parahome, parahome, parahome. And it means to come Come near, near. to come forward, to arrive. That's what that word means. And, And you know, it's totally, he's the one who told him to go over. He had every intention of coming to that. Yeah. You know, and the he fact intended that we to have preached by. sermons that he's just going to walk by I'm intending to pass by. Yeah. I'm intending to come near Sorry, to you. Sorry, we're talking over no, each you're other You're doing again. good. You're doing good. Oh, now, J.B. Phillips, this is a, a, J.B. Phillips is a translation of the Bible. I love the way he said it. He said, intending to come alongside of them. Yeah, I love that. There he came walking on the water, intending to come alongside of them. <laughs> you saw them struggling. What kind of God would just walk by them oh, in the middle of a storm where they could drown or, and they're exhausted? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, I mean, what kind of, like, what I kind mean, of Jesus talked about about the Good Samaritan, right? What did the religious guy do? He passed by. What did the, you know, the priest do? He passed by. What did the Samaritan do? He stopped. He picked the guy up. He bound up his wounds and then he took him with him and he found a place to live. He paid for the place to live and he paid for him to be cared for. And Jesus said, who was the neighbor? So Jesus is teaching that. You think in the middle of your storm, he's like, hey. I mean, he's not. Hope a, it all works out for you. <laughs> <laughs> Hope that goes well. But you know what? He, he got in the boat and you need him in your boat. But here's the good yeah. news. He's in your boat. Yeah, come you're on. You're not trying to get Jesus in. We're not, near. we're not believers going, Jesus, over here, over. He's here. The Amen. good news of the gospel journey, is God. joins with you and he's, journeys I'm with you. I'm in union with him. Yeah. I mean, I'm absolutely bound to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't get any closer to him than I am right now. And he's not going anywhere. Amen. I will never, ever leave you or forsake you. So when we're preaching the gospel, and we say, get Jesus in your boat. I mean, we're also established in the mindset that sometimes he's not. Well, he always is. You don't have to get him in there. He is always there and he's in your boat. But you know what? We're going to a community that doesn't know that. We're moving to get a bigger market share. We want people to know, you know what? We're coming because Jesus is intending to come alongside you and we're going to come alongside community and another community and another community. And we want to come alongside communities where there's brokenness, where there's pain and where there's hurt and we want them to know why are you guys here because Jesus wanted to come alongside of you we have come alongside you to show you the good news of Jesus Christ to break off all your hurts your pains your sicknesses your disease your broken families your hurts from the past we want to see you absolutely totally set free can I get an amen on the screen over there can I hey hey that's what it's all about that's what it's all about you're on the screen now say amen Really, we put you up. You got, well, it looks like mannequins sitting on those couches. What's happening over there? <laughs> he is going to engage you. He's always engaging you. Luke chapter 24, 15. Here's two guys walking to Emmaus. They're going the wrong way. I mean, they're so overwhelmed by the I death of Christ that they're headed the wrong way. They're going on a long walk to a warm bath. That's what Emmaus means. So they're moving on to a lukewarm experience. But you know what? Jesus isn't good with that. So what does Jesus do? The resurrected Christ catches up with them. He invades that situation. He's like, where are you guys going? It says, as they were conversing and reasoning, Jesus himself drew near and he went with them. 
And he went with them and he had a dinner with them again at a table. He broke bread and he was revealed in the breaking of the bread. They immediately turned around and ran back into their destiny. No matter where you are, Jesus is catching up with you. You might be watching right now thinking you've been going the wrong way. He's committed to you. He's committed to your destiny. He's going to catch up with you wherever you are and he's going to be faithful to bring you fully into everything he's called you to do. The callings of God are without repentance. He's not changed his mind. He's going to bring you into your destiny. Can I get a hallelujah Hallelujah. from the bleachers? Glory to God. Exodus 33. Don't you love that? Exodus 33. Here's Moses. He's got to take these people into the land. He's got to take them, you know, in the, he says, God, I mean, I need you to go with me. I mean, you know, God said, I'm going to send an angel with you. He says, no, I don't want an angel. I want you. How will people know uh, unless it's you? And then he said, he went one bit further when God said, okay, I'll go with you. He said, well, one more question then. (laughs) Could I see your glory? I love Moses. Oh, if I got that answer, let me get one more. Show me your glory. Show me who you really are. Show me what makes you famous. Show me, show me the weightiness of who you are. Show me your glory. And here's what God said. Then he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you. All my goodness. Boom. All my goodness. That had to have been an experience. Come on. I will make all of my goodness pass before you. I mean, he asked to see the glory. Jesus asked that we would be given the glory. All the goodness of God poured on us. He's passing by people. We want them to see the goodness of God. I'm going to proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. I'll have compassion on whom I will have compassion. I'm going to show my mercy and my unfailing love. You know, and this aspect, this revelation that Moses had, it's the most quoted thing in the Old Testament over and over again. David said, uh, his loving kindness and his mercy is there forever. Because this is where we see who God is. And God passed by Moses in that situation. And he's going to pass by people. We're going to explode into the villages, into the towns, and into the country. And people are going to see the goodness of God. In 1 Kings chapter 19, Elijah had a massive, you know, uh, expression of God. Fire fell from heaven. The prophets of Baal were killed. And then, you know, he heard Jezebel was after him. He took off. He ran and ran and he like ran a, away. Like I mean, he sees this cat. powerful manifestation of God and then he's running. He's running away. Jezebel said, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> he took off. But, you know, God got up with him. It says, then he said, go and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And he said, the Lord passed by. The Lord passed by. You're defeated by circumstances, situation. You know what? In that situation, you're a candidate for sainthood. The Lord's about to pass by and in invade your situation. Moses was about to embark in something yeah. tremendous and 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 like a little bit scary, you know, going into yeah. Pharaoh. So God comes to you even when you're about to cross over to something great. Yeah. And then here God comes to him when you're afraid as well. So yeah. whether you're stepping out in faith, encourage God's there for you, yeah. expressing his goodness, or whether you're a scaredy cat hiding Running in, away in the in rocks, fear. God's there for He's you. He's there. He's, He's there. always a there. A great strong wind tore through into the mountain and broke the rocks to pieces. You know, sometimes if you're going to see God, what you're trusting in has got to get broken to pieces. Yeah. Sometimes people are standing on mountains. God's not there. And sometimes those things got to get broken. Sometimes that stuff has to rock and just fall apart under your feet because you got to be standing on Jesus. Yeah. So they're broken apart before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. He wasn't in the earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake, in the earthquake. And after the earthquake of fire and the Lord wasn't in the fire and all these things, it wasn't there, but there was a still small voice. So it was when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle. He went and he stood out of the entrance of the cave and suddenly a voice, he, he was in a cave, but this brought him out. This mm-hmm. brought him out brought him out and here's the Lord said what are you doing here Elijah what are you doing here 
What are you doing here? And then God repositioned him, reestablished, yeah. recommissioned him, and put him back into the purpose of God. But sometimes, you know, you, sometimes you need a violent shaking and rocking. Sometimes you need the things that you're trusting in and leaning on that aren't God. To break apart. You know, the whole, whole world trusts in things that aren't God. And we, we look to other things to be the vehicle to bring through the blessing of God in our lives. You know what? The blessing of the Lord makes truly, truly rich. rich That's it. No Just the blessing. It's not, it doesn't come from here or there or anywhere else. God is in you. Christ in you is manifesting the blessing of God in your life. What do you think it was, uh, what are you doing here, Elijah? Or, Elijah, what are you doing here? I think it was, what are you doing here? That's what I love about God. Hey, what you are you doing You ran into here? a cave in a dark place and God comes to you and he just says, what are you doing here? After an amazing Because you know what? He's yeah. speaking something different over yes. you. He's declaring, even in that question, that you're better than this. You are so. Mm -hmm. You got purpose. What are you doing here? Mm -hmm. Another one. I want, I want to talk about another one. This really moves me. This moves me about our move. This moves me about what we're doing. If you haven't been paying attention so far, please listen now. Listen. And this is from the message. Open your Bible. Go to Isaiah 16, verse 1. It says, the message of God, the master to Jerusalem. You were born... There was a first birth. We were all born. And you know what it says? We were all born into Adam. Every single one of us born into Adam. We had a first birth. You were bred among the Canaanites, your father an Amorite, and your mother was a Hittite. And on the day that you were born, your umbilical cord was not cut. You weren't bathed or even cleaned up. You weren't rubbed with salt. You weren't wrapped in a baby blanket. Listen, I love the way the <laughs> message says this. It says, no, no one, one cared, cared a fig, a fig for, for you. you. I mean, this is God speaking to them. Mm -hmm. You know, when I found you in your first birth, when I found you in that place, when I found you, you were broken. You, you were in a nasty spot. I mean, nobody cared for you. You were, you were like discarded into an open lot and nobody cared about you. I mean, your umbilical cord was still attached. I mean, nobody showed the, the even basic concern for you. You were born into a mess, an absolute mess. Mm -hmm. And no one cared a fig about you. There's people that we're going to see. There's people all around us right now. There's people that we're going to that are homeless right now and broken right now that we're taking blankets and warmers to and we're cooking sandwiches for them next week to take them. You know what? There's people today that this is what it looks like. They're living in that first birth. They don't know how much God loves them. And you know what? It looks like they're discarded, living in a waste lot, and no one cared a fig for you. You know, there's so many people broken. There's families that look real good. It might look nice on the outside, but you know inside it's brokenness and pain and hurt, and they feel like nobody cares for my soul. No no one cares a fig for you. Goes on. Says no one did one thing to care for you tenderly in these ways. You were thrown into a vacant lot and left there, dirty and unwashed, a newborn nobody wanted. He's saying that's how I found you. I found you totally discarded. Nobody cared a fig. Nobody cared for you. You were unwashed and nobody wanted you. But listen to this. Look what it says right in the red right there. It says and then I came by. And then I came by, and then I came by, and then I came by. My marriage is a mess. My, my kids, I don't know what's going on. My world's falling apart. I, I lost my job. My business is in a full-on crisis. And it doesn't seem like anybody cares. Yeah. Everybody's bickering about all kinds of nonsense. And the stuff I see, nobody really cares about anybody but themselves. I feel lost. I feel broken. <laughs> I feel alone. And then I came by, and then I came by, and then I came by, and I saw you in all your miserable and bloody mess. I saw you. Yes, I said to you, lying there, hopeless, helpless, and filthy, live, live, live. 
And I just feel like this passage just struck me this week that we're crossing over. I was looking for areas where he passed by. He passed by. In our text, we saw that he was about to pass them by. He intended to encounter them. So I said, where else did he pass by? And I saw this chapter in this verse. I said, and then he came by. He came by. God wants us to cross over because there's cities, there's villages, and there's countries. There's places where God wants to minister and manifest himself. And he's insisting that we cross over. He's insisting that we move into a fresh experience of who he is. He's insisting that we go to a place because there are so many people that are abandoned, lying there, helpless and filthy, and we need to declare the word to them, live! Live! And immediately they did. They did and you did and you grew up and you grew up. The life will come. I'm telling you, I'm believing with all my heart and I'm more convinced than ever that we're about to step into an incredible ridiculous harvest where we're going to start to see healing and great demonstrations of God's power because we're going to go for it because he told us to cross over because we got some revelation about the loaves and the fishes and we realize that Christ is in us and we realize that he's bestowed upon us a kingdom and we realize that he's given us authority in the name of Jesus and we're going to use that name. We're going to see testimony after testimony after testimony of people helpless and broken and discarded coming to life and growing and flourishing in the goodness of God. Can I get an amen? With so many negative messages, and we have a message of a good news God. We do. I tell you. He's a good news God. Running from here and there and everywhere. Hither and thither. Yeah. They're coming. Can can you feel that at all? Yeah, the whole, you know, live. I just love this. It's just, it's actually kind of visceral it is visceral this, um, scripture because you know the language you're you're bloody you're still yeah. stuck to an umbilical yeah. and if you picture it it's a devastating kind of picture and yet god comes to us even in that messy helpless state and says live yes you know when someone wanted to throw you out and let you die yeah god says live when the world wants to cast you aside and let you die god says and live. the world's doing that every day in yeah. our culture every day you know, you every up. day, kids are being tossed aside. Mm-hmm. Lives are being destroyed every day. Yeah. But God's asking us, will you cross over? Mm-hmm. Will you get in the boat now and cross over? Will you learn the lesson of who you are? Will you cross over? Because I am ready. I am desperate to touch communities, cities, villages, countries. Amen. Ready to do it. So two more things. We're going to wrap it up. You're going to experience the miraculous. He said, be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. He said, be of good cheer. It is I. He said, take heart. I am. And you know what? I am is still the I am. He's our I am. And he's given us authority that as he is, so are you in this world. So if he was the I am then, then you're I am. You can walk into situations and people say, I'm a broken mess. <laughs> I love this Could one. you help me? I if am. it's over your head, it's under his feet. If it's I over your it. head, it's under his feet. Yeah. If it's over your head, it's under his feet. If there's a situation too much for you, it's under his feet. And you know what? You are seated with him in heavenly places. So guess what? It's under your feet too. And the enemy will soon be destroyed and crushed underneath your Your feet. feet. And so it's really important that we get moving and step into the things of God. I am whatever you need. I am whatever you need. I want it to be just spread about everywhere that, that... there's this place, Impact Church. They've, they've moved. They got a new location, and they're expanding. But I want God to expand. I want the influence of God to expand. I want the influence of Jesus to expand. I want his name to be made famous in big, big, big ways. Amen. Amen. I want to speak to the storm out there. I want to speak to COVID. I want to speak to fear. I want to speak to sickness. I want to speak to all these things. They're saying, no, there's going to be a massive wave of, uh, of cancers and different things pop up after this COVID is gone because people haven't been able to be treated. Nonsense. I 
curse that in the name of Jesus too. We got to loose this message of good news today. We got to speak to all of these storms. That's what Jesus said. Why didn't you use your faith? Why didn't you speak to the storm? Because he didn't understand they had a hard heart. Don't have a hard heart. Don't have a heart that says, I can't see that. I don't believe that. Don't have a hard heart that can't see a vision and a revelation of what God wants to do today. You're going to experience the miraculous. You are. Pinch your neighbor beside you. You. I'm talking to you right there. You're going to experience the miraculous in fresh ways and new ways like you never know. Did you hear that, sister? I'm prophesying over you right now in the name of Jesus. Dreams and things and hopes that you had in your life. Dreams in your heart. Boom. They're going to come. They're going to. I speak to those dreams now. Live in the name of Jesus. Boy, boy. Last one. You get to realize your destiny. I love it because it says immediately the people recognized him. Immediately the people recognized him. Immediately crossover. And this crossover, I'm prophesying to you, church. This whole sermon's been prophesying to you. I'm prophesying that this crossover is going to result in this. It's going to result in people recognizing him recognizing him. Not a church, not, not a, you know, a special people or a special group or a new entertaining group of people are in town. No, people are going to manifest him. It's a convergence of everything that we've Everything we've ministry. ever believed and everything and we've I been through in ministry. I think it's a good ministry. message. I think we've got something good. Yes. You know? Yeah. Are you feeling it? Well, yeah. I yeah. Just, you know, I, I'm with Jesus. Declare Come live. on. Yeah. Right on. Live. And as many as he touched were made well. You know what? It should, our history shouldn't be better than our future. True. You know, Jesus didn't <laughs> want his stories to be better than your stories. Yeah. Jesus greater said, things greater these. things. Jesus said, your stories are going to be better than mine. So if his stories are better than ours, there's something not quite right. Because he said, greater things than these shall you do. Because I'm going to the Father. And he yeah. says, he's loosened great power and great authority on us. So he, you're going to overcome your storm. People will see Jesus and you will release the kingdom. Amen. Boom. Boom. So we're pivoting. We're pivoting, folks. Mm -hmm. And we've been talking about pivot. We've been laying the groundwork for pivot. We talked about our foundations. We talked about vision. We talked about faith and operating in the faith and and just baptized in the grace of God because it's time for us right now. What I'm saying right now is we're moving. Amen. And we're moving intentionally and we're moving because God's told us to. And God's told us to go somewhere on purpose powerfully and we're going to see the glory of God in a big, big way in that community. Amen. 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 Listen. You know, if you're watching now or you'll watch in the future a couple days from now, if you're watching right now and you feel like, yeah, I feel like that. I feel discarded. I, I feel like nobody gives a fig about me. I, I just feel, ugh. Or you got something in your life, you feel like the storms have been heavy. The storms have been battering me. I've been me. rowing at this boat I've been for pulling a long and time. Pulling and I've been believing things for God. I heard God speak to me and I've just been pulling at these oars and he told me to do this and it just seems frustrating and futile. It's time. Jesus is right now. He's not passing by or passing over. He is intentionally invading your situation. He's coming to you right now. I just speak healing right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. And somebody a right eye. There's something going on in a right eye with somebody right now. Jesus is coming to touch your eye right now. You're healed. 2,000 years ago it took place, but I'm announcing it today so that you can accept it and receive it. He's touching your eye right now in the name of Jesus. There's somebody who got like spurs, spurs in your in your shins. You've got spurs, spurs in your joints and things here. That's being touched right now. He's ministering to that. You're feeling the fire of God. Touch that right now in Jesus' name. He's invading your situation and doing that. There's people who've had hopes and dreams, you've given up on it and you quit. 
you said, nah, I don't even get me excited again. But you feel God breathing on your vision. You feel the things that you've seen before, the visions you've had before. God is blowing on those freshly. He's breathing on them. He's shaking all the nonsense out of the way. And he's saying, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? You've gone there. You've gone to that place. But he's calling you right now. And he's saying, come on, come on, come on. It's time. It's time. And he's breathing on your situation. Listen, if you're feeling like... I, I didn't know. You feel like I've, I'm stuck in the first birth. I'm stuck in Adam. He wants to touch you right now. You know, he wants you to come. He wants you to be a child of God. So I'm speaking to you right now. You know, it is so simple to just say, Jesus, I receive you right now. Because he loves you. He's always loved you. Everything he's done is to bring you into the family, to give you a seat at his table. And you just got to say, yes, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. So if that's you, just say that with me. Thank you, Jesus. I receive you right now as my Lord, my Savior, and my deliverer. Thank you for coming into my life. When I didn't think anybody gave a fig about me, you've invaded my circumstances. I embrace you. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for speaking to me. Live! And causing me to grow in the fullness of that experience in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So bless you guys. Go back and look at it again. Send us emails. Talk to us. But this is happening. We're looking at uh, the end of April. This building is sold. And then we're looking to secure just a lease back for a couple of months because we're transitioning. Uh, the new location's being renovated. It should be ready for us June the 1st. We might not be able to fully move in and use everything until July the 1st. But uh, this is happening. This is going on. And God has called us as a community to move so and do excited. something significant. Are you excited? excited. Are you excited? about a new territory and, a, so and, and new people to minister in a new area. It's going to be real, real good. Yep. Well, we love you guys, and so we want to close. We want to wrap things up, but we love those folks on the screen, too. Oh, yeah. So good for you guys to... Make and sure if you're you online, online and Zoom, stay online, because we're going we're gonna to have a little lobby time together now, so we're going to go to the lobby and say hi to everybody, and I just need you to prove to me that you're not actually mannequins, that there's <laughs> real people there. So uh, hang in in the lobby. If you want to go to the lobby you can go to the lobby now and uh you can go on our website click vip after service and you can jump in there if you need prayer hit the all access button because uh, if you need prayer we're gonna have prayer rooms as well and you can get prayer right now but otherwise we love you cheryl and i nuts about you the staff here they're nuts about you they're so excited and uh i'm so excited about have a great week have an awesome week don't forget to go to small group jump in the small group all right bless you guys bye-bye bye-bye now